you might be cooking and preparing for the holidays, don't put yourself in the pressure cooker too. The recipe to try this year is to make you the priority. Hi, I'm Maggie. And I'm Dina. And this is the show where we get real and raw about breast cancer, the fear, the love, the changes, the surprising gifts, and the celebrations in it all. At the end of the episode, we will be asking you to share your real and raw insight from this conversation. Are you ready to dive into today's episode? Welcome back, listeners. So we are rolling into the holidays. What happened to the summer of 2023? <laughs> like it, this year has gone so fast. And so often when we start to get close to the holidays, we get really caught up in all the stuff. All the things we got to do, all the thing, places we got to be, all the all the stuff, right? And it's, I think, really hard to sometimes truly, truly enjoy. Even if, like, I set the intention, I'm going to enjoy this holiday, I get really <laughs> caught up. <laughs> and I think, too, it's like knowing, okay, we're talking healing, right? And what's yes. really tough is that the holidays bring about so much potential pressure and stress and anxiety, it makes it really challenging to keep as focused on our healing. So in this episode, we are going to chat about just the different challenges because we each have different things we've, you know, navigated and, and struggled with through the holidays. But then we're also going to talk about some ways to help navigate that. So let's talk Initially, um, Dina, I'm just going to throw it over to you and mm-hmm. and ask you, when you think of the holidays, what's one of the biggest things that comes to mind challenge-wise for you? It's the food. <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew up in an Italian household, you know, grandparents, mother, father, and the food is out of control. Mm. And it was something since, like I said, since I was a little girl, where we would kind of start with like breakfast or brunch and just roll through the entire day into the night with just food. We had specific things that we made, depending on which holiday it was. You know, Christmas was, you know, breakfast you know, sausage, baking, pancakes, eggs, you name it, you know, bagels, everything. And then we would go into like the antipasta and then the macaroni and then, you know, the the roast beef or the turkey with all those fixings, you know. Wow. And then you had to have fruit and nuts. And then it was go for a little walk or a nap. And then it was, you know, dessert and coffee. Round two. Yeah, round two. And then if this was, if it was even later, like nine o'clock at night and somebody was hungry, they were dipping back into the food to eat, you know? So the stress, especially growing up and then becoming a wife and a mom, 
And then taking over some of these holidays, it was very stressful for myself and my husband because my husband did a lot of the cooking with me. It wasn't just me. I have to admit, that's one thing. I'm going to give a shout out to my husband because we did it together. But he would say the same thing. Why are we making all of this food? (laughs) Who's going to eat it all? You know, so the stress of keeping up with the traditions, the food traditions that my family did from my grandparents down to my, to our parents, to now us was very stressful because I worked full time. Okay. And then when, you know, you add in the mix now, not feeling well because of a cancer journey or whatever else is going on in your life, whatever, whatever illness or life altering situation or you're just tired of it. Let's be real. <laughs> okay. How do we tell the rest of the family and friends that we're not doing this anymore? So I found it to be very stressful. It was like the food became almost like your four letter word at this time of the year because <laughs> of all the expectations surrounding that. Yeah. Especially when, when we took over that and our parents were still alive. Um, my, my husband's parents are no longer here. And and so is my mom, but when they were, and and some of the grandparents were still alive. So when we decided to take some, take over some of these holidays, we heard, how come you're not making the lasagna? How come you're not making the meatballs? How come you're not doing this? But, and it'd be like, okay. (laughs) There's a right and a wrong way to do the food, Dina. Oh yeah. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) <laughs> and then, and I think there's, it's not only that day, right? It's like no. all the prep up to it and all the making of the things is like exhausting. And then you get to the holiday and it's like, I I got nothing for this day to enjoy it. And that's, that's a real thing too. Never yeah, mind, never mind how much it costs. I never oh. realized how much it truly costs to, to host a holiday with 20 something people. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Yeah. For sure, you know, <laughs> especially with all your well, all your courses, you've got right. You've got to have <laughs> like one course <laughs> with all the things, right? Right. And I have to add one other thing to that. As we started to get older and we started having our own families, what do you mean you're not coming for antipasta? What do you mean you're not coming for dessert? You have to be here all day long, and that's when things started to shift and change. And I honestly believe that going through my cancer journey made me a little stronger with setting those boundaries, which we'll talk about a little later on. I'm not going this way anymore. I'm not going to keep going this way anymore. (laughs) Well, and I think there's definitely something to that, Dina, at multiple levels. I think to your point, like I also was working full time and trying to keep up with previous generations that. Uh, my mom and grandma didn't necessarily work full time or whatever when they were able to make all right. these foods and all these dishes. And then you pile that on top of someone that is taking on that responsibility. Um, and then the whole day, I think there's so much a, a previous expectation around. We got to spend the whole day together. It's like a marathon. It's like I, I uh, as an introvert, as a person who has only uh, so much energy and I think, you know, even if you're not introverted, people are like this, but like you only have so much social battery in your in your 
capacity for the day. And when it is depleted, it's like we keep pushing like, but it's not eight o'clock or it's not, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's this expectation that oh, yes. it must be done. And I think it's it adds to the stress, but it adds to the exhaustion and it adds to the frustration, I think, for me, for sure. Like it's a great point because when I, you're together, you gotta be on. We got to yeah. your point. If you're introverted, extroverted, there's a level of onness you can sustain less yep. or more. But to be on during these times, it's like it doesn't have to be a certain amount of time. It's like, okay. No. You can know you first to leave the party. <laughs> It's like the quality, right? The quality of the time together is the most important piece. And that could be, you could find that you had a really great visit and time together in two hours versus like trying to stretch it out for eight and feel like, ugh, this is a burden <laughs> at the end. That's that's not the point of any of it. Uh-huh. Right. It's very true. I think a lot too about the, like the, the shopping and the gift, um, preparing that sort of thing up front. And I feel like, you know, gifts can be a whole separate episode. But when I when I think about the list of who you're going to buy for, right? And then the list of all the food you got to buy for the parties, for the entertaining, <laughs> all the lists, and then the pressure of getting all that done. To me, if I back up and plan more, it helps, but it's still right. all the lists. And in a lot of cases, my husband's like, well, just do, you know, just keep it simple. Like, okay, so so gift wrapping is a big part of it for me. Right. But I make I make a big performance out of it because I get out the glue gun. I get out my massive tote. Oh, you're one of those. Yes, that has all the different wrapping paper and then the other tote that has all the different ribbon and I go to town and I love it. It is like therapy when I'm in it. Mm -hmm. However, the stress I pile on myself to make sure I do that for every gift, it's a lot, right? Especially when, you know, there's, you already have all these other things you're doing and so, well, and knowing you, Maggie, you're a very visual person. And so uh-huh. the beauty of that gift is almost as meaningful and represents what's inside of it, right? And that to you is part of your value that you're bringing to that. <laughs> well, yes, because we have to have each granddaughter gets a different themed paper each year. And <laughs> same with the daughter-in-laws and same with that. It's like Susie gets her own theme. Like it's all a thing. Right. And I, it isn't about what it looks like under the tree, to your point, Marla. It's about when somebody is holding it, there's thought that was put into it from inside out. Oh, feeling inside out. (laughs) (laughs) But that's also like the decoration. I love to decorate. My hubby could care less about decorating, but he does it because I love to do it. So, with decorations, you know, from living in New York, you would put the decorations up and it's cold out. And I'm sure the two of you feel that too, because you guys are from Minnesota. So it's probably colder than it is in New York. <laughs> and, you know, you got to you gotta buy the best lights and the different colors and it has to be done by a certain 
date because Christmas is over there and, you know, you got to have it at least a few weeks before Christmas. So like the first right after Thanksgiving is when all the decorations come out for Christmas, you know, and the Christmas tree. And I have ornaments from when the kids made things from like childhood. And then some of the things we all made together and all of these have to go on the tree. And it's like the tree goes up right after Thanksgiving. And once again, one of my traditions is Little Christmas, which is January 6th. So the tree has to stay up till January 6th. And I'm like, why? As I've gotten older, I'm like, why? Why can't it come out the day, come down the day after Christmas? <laughs> well, that, that's interesting, Dina, because I'm actually almost the opposite because it's so much work to put it up that I'm like, it can just stay. Well, also, we live as you said, in Minnesota, it is dark and gloomy in January. And it's like, I will take all the brightness and the, <laughs> and the delay of having to take all that back down after the holidays. It's like, I need that healing reprieve and rest after the holiday to like, just let it be and try and enjoy it to your point of like, yeah. take it all in and then it can come down. <laughs> that, I'm with you because I'm like, sometimes even February, which is like, ooh. <laughs> I know it's bad, but I guess there's a lot of work that goes into it. I'm not quick to take it down. Right, right. And there's still another little part of this that's different for me for the last two years. Now that I live in Southern Florida, it's like uh, my daughter who lives with us has two cats. So there is no way a Christmas tree is going up because who's climbing the Christmas oh, tree? Yeah. Who's knocking over this, that, and the other thing? Like all of my decorations. And the weather is different. It's warmer here. I'm like, wait yeah. a second. I can't <laughs> think about putting up a Christmas tree or putting Christmas lights outside when it's kind of warm out. <laughs> That's a good, a good point. point. <laughs> well, and you think about, so we, we there's food, there's shopping and wrapping, there's entertaining and or going to things. So keeping up with the social aspect of being on, right? There's the decorating. Right. And all of those things have some... They have a common thread about how we can maybe make ourselves a priority in each of them. Right. So let's talk about different ways that we navigate those by making ourselves more of a priority. You already said one of them, Dina. The B word. <laughs> the B word. The B word. What is Oh, boundaries. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. Yes. Especially with the food. I make a menu and the... Unfortunately, there's less of us today than it was back in the day because the most of the parents are gone. The grandparents are gone. You know, siblings, we're all over the place now. So it's a lot. The amount of people in the house for a holiday is much different now, especially living so many states away. And but during the times when we were, we were together, I had to come up with a menu this is what we're eating. This is what we're not eating. So don't look for it. <laughs> That's great. You know, and we decided to, you know, cut back a lot. You know, we and we don't have to be like Marla said before, all together from morning till nighttime. You know, yeah. this is the time. End of conversation. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's a great point because the boundaries are saying no to certain things and setting that expectation is something we can do in, 
in the food aspect, in the entertainment or the going to the party, like the saying no can apply to so many things of really to help us like not burn out. Exactly. And also asking for help. Like as we've gotten older and the kids aren't kids anymore, they're all in their 20s and 30s now. It's like, what did you want for Christmas? Yeah. We also stopped the tradition of when they hit 21, there's no more gift giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because all the kids are like, I just want money. I want to buy what I want to buy. <laughs> so we actually divvy up the food as well. You know, right. everybody shares making something if we're all going to be together, you know. Well, the beauty of that is, Dina, that it, if there are traditions and recipes that you do want to carry on, that 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 those generations want to carry on, they now know how to make it. I mean, oh, there yeah. were so many things that, like, I wish my grandma would have taught me how to make because now it's like, well, none of us know how to make it. We have the recipe, but it never turns out quite right. Or, you know, you have no practice <laughs> in it and, it and it never tastes quite the same. And then it's like, meh, whatever. But so, yeah, yeah. I mean that's a beauty of putting that in that allows that to continue. Yes. My, actually my youngest daughter bakes a lot. So she'll bake certain things my mom used to bake and certain things that my mother-in-law used to bake. So she has all the recipes and she loves that, you know, but you're right about certain foods. I don't know how to make certain things either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know how to make a lot of things, but there are certain special things that I'm like, I don't know how to make my what my husband's nana used to make. I'm like, because she never wrote down a recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That kind of stuff. Well, and this ties right to another one that comes to mind for me, which is simplifying the traditions, right? Just Mm -hmm. taking a look at the traditions that we hold as important, obviously, if we're still doing them. Yes. Are finding the ways to just simplify them, make them easier. Some of it is by asking for help. Some of it is by saying no to things. And some of it is just by like tweaking the tradition to make mm-hmm. it easier. And an example of like for for us, um, the tradition my husband has always done, um, we've been married 21 years now, and he's always done prime rib dinner with the kids and now the kids and the grandkids. And it's always stressful to have the timing work out and uh, get the people sitting down so that when the prime rib comes out, like all the stuff, right? Yeah. Every year we just talk ahead about, okay, we make notes from the previous year. What are we going to change? And we simplify it every year. We're getting closer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think at one point though, Ken said, okay, I'm simplifying it this year. I'm not making prime rib. And the boys were like, well, Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> we'll just do dogs and burgers on the throat. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but yeah, there are ways that we can just simplify something. And and we used to try to think of something very, very um special for from ornaments. I used to get um snowman ornaments for my nieces and my my um daughter mom and aunt because my grandma collected snowmen mm-hmm. and that got to be a lot because we weren't even all getting together at christmas time and so my 
simplification of that one is that I just find something e like an, an email or a text or something I can send that has snowmen in memory of grandma. And I just let go of the having to give them a physical gift that was right. a snowman. But it's a great idea. That is a great idea. And I love that you take notes from year to year or kind of keep that because, yeah, I think we repeat. I think every year we're like, we're going to do it different. And we get into it and then we're like, oh, it's this, it's this garbage again. What? <laughs> you know, like, why? So I love that you're like learning in real time and keeping notes and then that helps improve it. So that's awesome. Great tip. Well, thank you. And it's funny because everybody comes all at once too, which you guys can relate, right? Everybody yep. is here at once. So it's like yeah. you, everybody wants a drink or everybody has something to hand you if they are bringing food. <laughs> Last year, Susie brought her friend who is a bartender and we asked him to play bartender and he was like so happy to be there. He was like, of course. Oh, that's great. And so we didn't have to worry about doing all of that. So that was, yeah. Awesome. Anyway, there's little... Little things like that. Yeah. Right. So I I just, I think it's really important for all of us to think about ways to simplify the holidays, to, to grow, to be more gracious with ourselves, to continue our self-care through the holiday because our healing doesn't take a break. And it's almost like we ask, it's almost like we need it to in order to navigate the stress and it shouldn't be that way. Right. Would have, should have, could have, right? But um, <laughs> yeah, our healing won't take a break, break during the holiday. And as we all know it, healing is inside and out. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found value in today's episode. And remember to share your real and raw insights with us by going to healinsideandout.com where you can also find additional information and resources.